From Relay FM, you're listening to Conduit, the show where we con do our own thing with our own productivity systems. From Relay FM, this is Conduit, the break room to your systems and themes. I'm Jay Miller, and sadly, uh, well, not even sadly, uh, Kathy is out living her best life right now, uh, going to do fancy stuff over in the U of K, but we'll talk about that, you know, in a few weeks. Uh, but this week, I have a special guest with me, uh, someone that I actually talked to probably as much as I talked to Kathy, which is surprising because Kathy and I are just always chatting away about how we can work on the show and stuff. But uh, he is the co-host of the unrecorded podcast that I do in my head uh, at least once every other week. Uh, he is also the co-host of Nested Folders, a podcast that exists in real life. And uh, he goes by the name of Scotty Jackson. Hey, Scotty, how's it going? Jay, I, I, it's, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful to be here. I mean, I'm sorry that you had to trade up a unicorn for a shoehorn, but I'm going to see what I can do here and hope I can, you know, do this topic some justice. I'm lo- really looking forward to talking through this. I, I mean, I'm always happy to talk to you. It's, it's it's wonderful. This time I just hit the big red button about it, which is, uh, hey, that's something. Well, there was going to be a joke about, you know, trading from like French fries to poutine or something like that. But Oh, okay. You know, Tim, from, from Starbucks to Tim Hortons, but... You know, I I, I don't know. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll have to mm-hmm. see. Um, but we've got a we've got a interesting conversation to come up based on a request from our community. And speaking of community, if you want to be a part of that community, head over to relay.fm/slash/conduit and click that become a member button. By doing that, you'll get you know a fancy invite to our Discord. Where uh, I have to say. Conduit and the channels that it operates in are very popular topics. So uh, you can come in there, you can hang out. There's a lot of accountability and friendship happening there in the break room. But let's uh, let's jump into some shout outs. Um, I will I will go first uh, just so you can understand how we we do things a little bit there, Scotty. Uh, shout okay, out to thanks. Mike Hurley, who for the last year has been kind of a mentor of mine. Obviously, you know, I'm on a network you know, on his network. But um, outside of that, we've been doing this project called the Podcast Mentorship Project. And a part of that was to give people of underrepresented groups the ability to gain access to the tools and technology and advice of professional podcasters. And I've seen so many great things come out of it. I've seen a couple of new shows get started that were absolutely phenomenal. Um, But also we have been doing a group project, which is called the Podcast Mentorship Project. And in that, the first couple of episodes are already out. Um, My episode was the first one where I interviewed uh, a friend of mine about a friend of theirs uh, because, sure, that's not meta enough. And then the second one was uh, an interview from our our partners in podcasting, the Make Work Work crew. Uh, one half of them, uh, Haley Griffiths, did a, a wonderful episode on one of her favorite authors. 
Um, so shout out to them. Those are coming out. You can subscribe to their show. I'll have a link in the show notes here, also on the chapter marker, uh, to where you can check that out, listen to that. I think they're going to do one or two episodes every week uh, for the next few weeks. And then after that, I think we take a season break and then we come back with an- another project. Um, and So there's going to be a lot to look at. Hey, uh, Scotty, do you want to talk about your shout out? I, I do. I do. I want to shout out. I want to shout out to Lisa, uh, last name unknown, um, whose work I discovered uh, through a blog post that's posted on bulletjournal.com. Uh, you can find Lisa at, on Instagram at Planner Simplicity. And I, I appropriated from one of her ideas um, this wonderful way of uh, categorizing things simply uh, in a bullet journal through highlighted. Uh, columns and I mean it, it seems I, I, every time I talk about a bullet journal thing it seems so basic and obvious on the outside but in practice uh, wow it, it was it was a real uh, um, really great um, R for resources uh, resource for me uh, and uh, tied in really nicely to my uh, achieving my connection check uh, so uh, shout out to uh, to Lisa for uh, for her great work uh, that is posted there that's 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 what I wanted to shout out Thanks, Jay. Uh, absolutely. And I I don't know if I can say why, but, well, well Scotty, you know, I, I've made some purchases in the recent. Uh, would you say that what I'm going to be attempting to do would would be a bullet journal adjacent or or have I just jumped the shark with this project? I mean, I mean, it's it is it is paper into which an analog system into which you are journaling. And I think that the right R is for resources. Staying on brand <laughs> is, um, it, it, I mean, that's a really important thing, right? Cause you know, and we talked about this, right? Like, I, I mean, a bullet journal is not necessarily a bullet journal is not necessarily a bullet journal. It's all different paper and you're using different pens and the ones that you use are going to either attract or be like completely uninspiring or uh, completely detract from wanting to use a particular system. So, I mean, like you do you and, and, uh, and, and proudly and confidently with the right analog tools and systems at your disposal. This is why I like this show. We don't we don't really talk about tools and stuff all that much. But when we do, you do you is probably the best uh advice we can we can ever provide um speaking of uh i have some other advice scotty what do you what do you think about this phrase if it doesn't exist that doesn't mean you should make it (laughs) i mean that's that's good i mean so here here's the thing you know, knowledge workers with ideas and people who hold productivity systems, sitting down in your chair and closing your eyes and looking into your mind, the world is infinite. And I think if you, um, you know, don't put some uh, belts and braces and bookends around things, um, you could very easily get lost in thinking your way um, into doing nothing forever. And so, uh, yeah, I mean remembering that um, that you don't have to fill every void or nook and cranny with a new invention or a new idea, um, I think is really important uh, because I would rather spend my time and effort on 
um, accomplishing the outcomes that I really care about. Um, and, and so inventing systems and tools, hey, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the thing. And that's and, and that's wonderful, too. Um, but I don't want to distract myself uh, from, you know, remembering what the tools are for. Uh, and so, you know, I would rather use an 80 percent capable tool um, and uh, namaste the other 20 uh, than spend all my life trying to build uh, a new thing. I don't know. Is that is that what you were looking for? What do you, what do you think of that? Well, well, mostly I think it's a cool poster, and I'm glad that my next shout out goes to the person that uh, was able to to get this mocked up for me really quick. Uh, shout out to Ben. Oh, I'm so glad I agreed. I, I think it, I think it was the second uh, shout out for Ben. So hi, Ben. Um, I'm I have to say I'm contractually obligated to uh, give this shout out because otherwise. The poster would not exist. Um, so, Ben, thank you. Uh, moving on, let's talk about our connection checks. Um, Zap! <laughs> did I get that right? Did, did I do that? You did. That's yeah, awesome. Yes. I I am adding that to I the list the... of zaps. For those that don't know, I have a, a stream deck with uh, different versions of Kathy saying zap, and we always we usually play it. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, but congratulations, Scotty. You are now... Thank you. There, there's going to be a, a random set of episodes in the future that have that played. Um, I mean, I listened to them all. I can't wait. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so my connection from the last fortnight was to use the tire technique. If you're new to the show, we made up an acronym. Uh, at least we think we made it up. We can't find any evidence that this existed before. Um for making decisions and it was called tire and the tire um stands for time intuition resources and energy uh we were we were a t and a s short of tetris which just means i get to use it for something later but my (laughs) my connection for the last fortnight was to use the tire technique to make uh, some difficult decisions. And I will say that this was absolutely a connection check. Um, good connection there. I took phone calls in which literally the words time, intuition, resources, and energy were used um, to make those decisions. Uh, I thought to myself as I was doing things of like, hey, um, do I have the time for this? Do I have the energy for this? What, you know, What is my gut saying on this? Um, I, I think that one, I've never had an acronym that just kind of worked so easily. Um, shout out to Kathy, who was the one that realized that if you rearranged how I originally wrote it, it spelled tire. Um, (laughs) but yeah, um, honestly, I, I would love to continue to use this in the future. And I think it's going to be something that sticks in my head and sticks in my, my processes, uh, for probably even years to come, I mean, it'll be it'll wind up being something that I teach other people of like, hey, you know, if you're if you're trying to figure out a decision, see what time, intuition, resources, and energy you have, and uh, once you've kind of inflated that tire, you should be able to actually go about making a good decision. What about you, Scotty? Uh, my my connection for the last fortnight. And by the way, uh, good job. Um, my connection was. Uh, uh, using this tire technique to help me plan the last mile uh, of my year. Um, cheap plug uh, on a recent ver- episode of Nested Folders, Rosemary Orchard and I. Uh, Rosemary Orchard, of course, another member of the Relay.fm 
switch on family uh talked about uh the last mile which is you know sort of plotting out um you know where you're not at the end of a project or period of time or way of being but you can see you can see it on the horizon. So how do you approach, you know, mapping out the last mile of like how you get from where you are to that, to that point. And I, I, I mean, as with all things like this, it got me really introspective about the tire technique. And I found a lot of like Venn diagram between particularly between intuition and energy, meaning that, you know, I have learned about myself that I am, I am a morning person and uh, so my energy is much higher in the morning. And as my energy goes up, my intuition is uh, sharper and more trustworthy. And so I found uh, that was a really interesting combination. So I made the tea time to share that intuition and energy in the morning. And after finding that resource in my shout out to Lisa, uh, uh, that was really kind of the last missing puzzle piece. And I was able to sit down and make, you know, it wasn't a decision. It was really a stack of decisions. Like what is in and what is out between now and the end of the year? Because, oh my gosh, there's only like a month and a half left. Holy smokes. So um, I, I found it to be a really, really useful uh, resource. So, so Jay, to you and Kathy, uh, I, my, my gratitude for the, uh, f- for the structured approach to that. It was, it was really helpful. Something that I, I didn't think about until you, you kind of just mentioned it here was, Time doesn't have to be, do I have time in the day? It is, it can be, do I have time when my energy is at its best? Uh, that mm-hmm. idea of, hey, if, if this seems like a task that I would do in the morning, do I have the time to do it in the morning? Like, Because otherwise, what you're doing is you're sacrificing the ability to do other things at their best in order to, you know, as you've called yourself a shoehorn here, to shoehorn an mm-hmm. idea or or another activity in which i mean i don't know i i've never used a shoe actually that's a lie i have used shoehorns uh they're not comfortable um (laughs) i i I think trying to wedge something very old jay i'm very old yeah trying trying to wedge something in uh is probably not the best of ideas so yeah i think looking at how you mentioned it being like a venn diagram like i think of that phrase like ikigai that idea of like what are you good at? What do you love to do? What is financially responsible of you to be able to accomplish? And what do people in the world want you to do? Like finding that balance in the middle. It's kind of like this, like, okay, what do you have time Mm -hmm. to do? What energy do you have in that time? And then what do you, how do you feel about involving yourself in and making sacrifices around that time, that energy, and those resources. I, I think that's a, a really cool insight. I'm, I'm kind of glad that uh, we were able to to actually have you on the show to talk about that because I would have just read it like, oh, yeah, Scotty did, did he used the tire method too. That's awesome. Like, and we would have, we would have kind of <laughs> just left it at that. It, it makes me feel like we need to figure out a way to uh, let people explain their connections a little bit better. Um, okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's jump in and do some connections from our conductors. Uh, there's a there's a new a new uh, conductor, someone by the name of of Kathy. Um, looks like they have a title already, the gazpacho of the show. Um, and they've said, I've done 
my daily movement almost every morning, stretching and dancing before I put my contacts in. Um, I, I hope you at least have your glasses on then because stretching and moving when you can't see is probably not the best idea. <laughs> but I'm glad that you were able to knock out that connection, Kathy, and uh, get that movement in every day. That is that is so cool. Uh, like Honestly, I was a little bit inspired by that because I am so guilty of just like rolling out of bed and, and hoping for the best and like the day just like out roll out of bed and into the day and uh i i, I want to do some of that so my my daughter recently found this new show on netflix called karma's world which if you haven't seen it it's adorable um but there's a song called the karma dance and it literally starts out with like hop out of bed and i'm ready to move like swag on 100 and like and i'm in my groove or something like that and i was like that my that was my immediate thought. I'll have to I'll throw a link into uh into the karma dance there, but it I, it's only fresh in my mind because my daughter makes me listen to it on repeat for at least like two hours a day now. Oh my gosh, the notion of there being a karma's world sounds like the Great Reckoning to me. Like that is a like that is a dystopian like terrifying title. I'm glad I'm glad that I took it out of context and that it's actually quite delightful. Yeah. To to be fair, uh, karma is actually the daughter of. I think his name is Curtis Bridges, also known as Ludacris, the um, the rapper and oh, yes. turned actor. Um, so it was a show that he produced, uh, inspired by his daughter. So don't 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 worry, it's not too dystopian. It's it's in fact very very uh, adorable. And if I had you know infinite amounts of money, uh, I would hopefully do the same. Uh, what about what's happening with Dave? What's happening to Dave? Dave, a conductor uh, of the show, says uh, that they are building back habits with compassion. Uh, going to be a work in progress for a while, <laughs> as are we all. Yeah. I may break it up into smaller connections in future. Crying laughing. The past few weeks, I've been building back my morning routine. Bit hit and miss on being compassionate when it doesn't go to plan, but I'm getting better at recognizing when I'm being hard at myself, so progress is being made. Dave, that's that sounds pretty inspiring, and I mean... I mean, if you start, you know, building out a habit and on day one and forevermore, you're hitting 100 uh, percent, you're probably uh, not stretching yourself as much as you can. So I think I think being hit and miss is a wonderful sign that a um, you've given yourself something to aspire to and continue to grow into. And B, um, you're obviously measuring yourself and uh, being um, you know, being mindful and aware of that. And that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, good job. Good job, Dave. And then we have friend of the show, Maddie, who says connection check with a yellow circle. Oh, no, um, I'm still working on establishing the foundation system. Wait, I shouldn't say, oh, no. Yellow just means still in progress here. Um, but I reduced the number of parts in my system from 42 to 26. My goodness. Um, I mean, that's a lot of parts. Um, I did take some time to establish a bit of foundation at work, but it's still a work in progress. OK, uh, yeah, I mean. I think I bought like 42 things for this imaginary system that I'm putting together. And then last but not least, we have Ankanu. Yes, Ankanu, Ankanu connection follow-up icon did it. Circumstances were piling up so that I wouldn't succeed yesterday. Rain, cold, weather, and then fitness plus being unavailable. But I was ready to push off my last required workout until another day. Uh, but Maddie helped me push to just con doing it. So... 
Uh, hey, hey, Maddie. Second shout out to you for helping on canoe along. Um, I mean, connections in the community. That's that's a pretty beautiful thing. Uh, good for you on canoe to like with, uh, you know, being up against all of these things that would make it very easy to not con do it. You con did it anyway. And that is uh, that is pretty awesome. I, I think Ankenu's perseverance is very apt for the topic that we have today. Um, definitely something that I need to work on because I, I, I think it was episode two where we talked about like, I can't even days. Uh, Ankenu definitely was having an I can't even day. He probably couldn't odd either. Um, like all of these things would have just made me been like, well, we're going to restart tomorrow and uh, go to bed. Uh, but being able to just kind of persevere through that and be like, nah, you know, let's do this. Let's knock it out. Let's get it done. Um, I'm all about it. So, uh, thanks, Ankanu. Let's. Jay, 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 I got something to say. Jay, this episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. If you have a website, what purpose does it serve? Whether it's driving people to your products, collecting sales leads for your company, or providing customer service with a contact form, when these critical transactions fail, you lose out on business. Not to mention the bad experience for your users. But there is a solution. Transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, transaction monitoring transaction monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout forms or login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will notify you the moment there is a failure over SMS, email, or via your favorite apps like Slack, Ops Genie, and PagerDuty. Depending on what's being monitored or the severity of the outage, you can customize who's alerted and how they get the notification. Don't let your... Mm. Don't let your users discover a problem with your website. You should be the first to know, and it's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use the code CONDUIT at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and RelayFM. Before we jump into our topic, um, the whole reason Scotty's here, um, I do want to give kind of a, a, a little trigger warning here because uh, we're going to be talking a lot about mental and physical health. Um, I have done a lot on the mental health side. Uh, Scotty's here to talk a little bit about the physical side. Um, if you're not in a space that you're, you know, able to, to work with that, then it's okay to skip this episode or maybe just skip the next chapter. I think we're only going to have one chapter marker here um, and uh, just see how, see the connections that come out of this. And uh, yeah, um, I think that this is a really important topic. And I think there are a lot of people who are looking to uh, maintain their productivity in spite of these things happening. So like I said, if, if it's not your jam, I totally understand. But if you've come hoping that you can get a little bit of help while you're dealing with some stuff, then hopefully you're at the right place. But let's let's talk about the idea of working through the hurt. Um, official nickname alert, Spaceship of the Show, <laughs> um, Millennial Falcon. Um, I don't know if that's a Trek Wars or a Star Star reference. Um, oh my God, there's so much you know now. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't do this. <laughs> but the millennial falcon says 
Conduit has been great so far. I would love to hear an episode talking about being productive while having a disability, chronic pain, or some other circumstance, uh, specifically about dealing with the pressure either from other people or self-imposed to be maximally productive while trying to manage those other factors. So with Kathy not being here, and we were trying to come up with a topic, and we had actually talked about this a little bit last week in decision space of like, this, this, we, we were sitting on this one because neither Kathy or I, we, we have some things that have happened in our lives, and um, it's definitely not my place to talk about all of them. Uh, but the, the thing that we saw here was the disability, the disability and chronic pain, which was something that I have not experienced. Um, but I knew someone that had, and I, I asked Scotty to come onto the show and kind of explain the situation, uh, that's been happening with him. And, and the, the best part of this is Scotty is a productivity person in his own right. Like I, I listen to Scotty when it comes to what should I be doing in my own system? He's very much a mentor and a coach. And now I know that I am able to really believe that if there were anyone else in the world, uh, well, actually, sorry, no, there's no one else in the world that's capable of explaining this situation that that I know, that I personally know. Um, honestly, I'm inspired by what Scotty has gone through and is able to been able to persevere through um, this whole time. But all of that to say, Scotty, let's let I'm going to get out the way. I'm going to let you kind of explain what's been happening with you for the past year or so. Sure. I mean, it, 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 the wildest thing is that it hasn't even been a year. First of all, thank you for that. All the very warm things you said, Jay. And I mean, it's, it's really neat to be able to do this because you were one of the first people that I talked to, like in really, um, in really like specific ways, I think about, um, about systems and, productivity how it relates to some of the stuff that has been happening so as we sit here and record right now it is uh mid-november in the year 2021 and it was only in may of this year um that i was um uh, ready to chill out and hang out and watch some netflix and uh, my right leg went numb and um that was weird and you know, so I, uh, talked to, um, like we have like a, a health line that we can call and they said, you know what, you might want to go to the hospital a little bit about that just in case. Um, and, uh, uh, so I did. And while I was waiting at the hospital, like my arm also went numb on my right hand side. And, uh, I was looked over and given a CT scan and no strokes, thankfully. So yay. CT all clear. Cool. Um, they said, you know what? You probably have like some sort of a pinched nerve or something like that. Here's a brochure. Go home. Okay. Uh, and then I woke up in the morning. I thought, you know what? I'll just sleep it off. I'll probably wake up in the morning and be fine. And I wake up in the morning and my, now my, now my face is numb on the right hand side. Um, and and I'll probably just (laughs) fast forward through a bunch of stuff. I was initially diagnosed with, um, migraine, which apparently you can have like the migraine without the headache part. It's a migraine is not an intensity of headache. It's a kind of headache. And when you have a migraine, you get what's called an aura or many people might get what's called an aura, which can cause like body numbness and this sort of thing. Um, Only it didn't go away. And so through a series of MRIs, we found lesions on my brain and um, the numbness 
progressed into like shooting and burning nerve pain and not just on my right hand side, also on my left. As I talk right now, both my arms are numb. Um, and uh, that's been very um, difficult, not just because uh, the as yet undiagnosed neurological syndrome that I have <laughs> still being followed updates to follow apparently um, is causing me um, body wide pain uh, in, in, in a buffet of ways. Sometimes it's numbness, sometimes it's burning, sometimes it's soreness. And sometimes it's like activating my muscles and say, get, they get sore from being activated all day. Um, but I'm also just fatigued and in treating that, there are side effects to meds too. And so this is, so what has been pretty wild for me is that um, this is fresh being that May, so June, July, August, September, October, November, let's say six months, half a year. Um, I, if I am uh, augmenting my medication dose for the meds that I am on, or we're trying something new, it is very difficult for me to say if I encounter a new symptom, is this my air quote brain thing giving me a new symptom because I've been having lots of new symptoms over the last half year, or is this onboarding to the new medication? And so, you know, in the summertime, as I was onboarding onto a particular one, I was felt so sedated that I could like hardly work, move around. And I was very, very worried um, that I wasn't going to be able to work anymore because now my brain um, as a knowledge worker, that's, that's the thing I rely upon um, is just not, keeping up with me at all. And I'm finding myself to be confused and tired. Thankfully, you know, that turned out to be related to, um, meds as a side effect. Um, but I would say that I'm still, you know, very, very fatigued all the time and have uh, not the energy level that I would expect myself to have. Um, even as I sit through, you know, like all of these pain and symptoms. So that's, that's where I am right now. I know that um, in about two weeks, I'm going to go and get a spinal tap and we're going to have a look at my spinal fluid and see what's happening in there. My next MRI is going to be in January because between the first two MRIs, I developed a fourth lesion uh, on my brain. And so uh, what we know right now is that um, A, I have brain lesions. B, I have this myriad of symptoms see the medications that I'm taking for it are not managing it entirely. Although I'm scared, I'm scared to go off of them because what if they're actually doing a really good job of making the symptoms livable and they get infinitely worse, uh, not being on medication. Um, and D that means as, as a productivity guy who was introduced to the getting things done methodology in about 2004, 2005, and has been someone who has been practicing and very thoughtful about productivity because, um, you know, also, <laughs> also I am um, inattentive ADHD um, and I need productivity to help keep me on track and on the rails. Uh, I mean, this has been tough. Like this, this has forced me to really rethink all of the infrastructure of my life. And so I'm hoping that as I talk about maybe some of the things that I have done or seen or thought about that it is somehow relatable or at least useful adjacent. Um, and if nothing else, know that like 
this is not the sort of thing that has to stop one. It's just a thing that has to just. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, it, it, it's but it's a thing that um, you 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 can't move the mountain, but you can walk around it, or you can climb it, or you can get on an airplane. But that mountain's the mountain's not going anywhere. So, so but 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 it's possible. It is possible to continue to achieve. I think you. I think the rules of the game have to change a little bit, or the or or the game does. I don't know what the right metaphor is here. I think that that definitely gives everybody a good sense of like what's been happening, kind of where you're at with it. Um, I I think I remember most of this. There there were a few pieces there that I didn't even know about. So. Um, you know, we, we try it and, and we do these, like I said, we, Scotty and I have these calls lately. They've been like weekly. Uh, I think they start out like bi-weekly, uh, which is, which is fine. Like I, I enjoy these calls as they happen. Um, and oftentimes we don't talk about it and, uh, for, for reasons. I mean, obviously it's something that you're living with, you know, part of, part of being productive is, is providing a space a break room of sorts to, to not think about things that are happening. And I, you know, I sit there as someone who is prone to having anxiety attacks, um, anxiety attacks to the point where like, I can't function. Um, my wife has helped me so much in these moments where, you know, if, if I come in and I say, we need to order out, like, it's not it, there. It's not even a question asked. It's not like, uh, oh, you know, well, we don't we don't have the funds for it or or, or whatever. It, it is like, no, you don't understand. Something has happened that has made it um, impossible for me to understand what cooking even is, and puts me in a position to where I might actually put my hand on the stove and burn myself. Not just from being inattentive because something has me in that state of anxiety and that state of panic. Um, so all of that thrown in there, like perseverance is, is kind of always the question. Um, how, how do you even begin to adjust and say, you know, like you said, I, I now have this giant obstacle that's in my way, I have to work around it, work through it, work over it, work under it. Um, and, 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 and like, just figure out like, this is, this is now my new life. Let's, let's begin to adjust. Yeah. I mean, you know, I talked about changing the rules of the game or changing even the game. I think the first thing that happened for me was that what is and is not important fell into very stark contrast very fast. Mm. I mean, I, I remember, I remember you asking me, like, <laughs> I think I was driving home from the neurologists and you said like, what does this mean for your productivity? And I said, actually in a way, uh, I don't think I've ever been more productive. And it, that was like me coming out at the beginning. I mean, I, I took a piece of paper and at the top I wrote, what if I'm dying? Question mark, underline. And I started listing, well, here are the things I better do. I had better make sure that all the passwords are available to my wife. I better make sure that I know how to file like an insurance claim 
on me through work. All right. Here's the, here are the list of people to notify. Here's the, here, here's the, here's the codes for, you know, setting up home kit devices. Cause that's my department. No one else can know that. And I mean, that's maybe a little bit grim, but I didn't know. Like I, and, and I mean, I still don't, I got a lot of uncertainty, Jay. Like I, I don't have a diagnosis. I, all I know is that I hurt all the time. I, I, I do know this. I do know that amongst the lesions in my brain, I do not have a tumor. I do not have a growth. I do not have a cancer in my brain. Mm-hmm. I am not at the risk of like imminent mortality issues, which is relieving. But when I, when I pulled out this paper, I did not know that. And so now I've got like this very, very sharp top level um, view of like, what are the really like important things in my life? And, and, and I have written and I've taken the time to write those down. I mean, it's kind of like if you're at work and like preparing the presentation and the final year end budget review is like the most important thing in the world. And then you get a phone call and you find out that your aunt died or something like that. Like that thing that was the most important thing in the world five minutes ago now long, now no longer matters at all. And it's kind of like that only all the time. So, um, which, which, which is also like a bit of a blessing, like, because I spent the next several months being uncertainty. Like every time I said goodnight to one of my children, I was thinking a little bit about like, what if this is my last goodnight? Like, and so I'm going to make it matter. And I, despite the fact I do not have that, sort of mortality fear, I have still sort of built that practice in of making all of these moments matter. And if something is happening around me that doesn't matter, like capital M matter, then I have a a, a whole new lens to think, is this a thing? Is this a thing right now? Is this a thing that I should really be putting time and attention on? Like, um, in, and, and I'm not saying that like, don't do things you don't like because that's that's not possible. There's there, there are other mountains in this world, right? Like that cereal still got to get poured. Um, that project at work is still going to happen. That team still needs to be supported. Um, my my family is still going to be my family. Like all, I think figuring out what the mountains were, that was really really healthy, and it gave me a little bit more visibility into well if i could choose and i and i grant that there are some things that you can't choose i get that but if i have like a finite amount of energy what are the mountains that are going to get that first and what are the things that i'm going to have to say sorry about this great blog post link in show notes um from a uh, from a a blog post uh on a on a blog and this circulated it was originally posted i think in 2013 but it was a metaphor about uh, about spoons uh from someone with i i think they they had lupus and they were talking about how they have to budget their energy like super deliberately because they only have so much and some days you got a lot of spoons to start with and some days not so many and that has been a really helpful metaphor, I think, for me to think about, you know, is this is this a thing that gets my spoons or not? Um, and so figuring out what my mountains are and then figuring out like what my what my choices are and then figuring out what is, 
you know, maybe important to other people, but like, sorry, uh, maybe what is, you know, I mean, now we're down to that whole, you know, Eisenhower matrix of like not important, not urgent, but, um, but it, it, but it, 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 it was kind of freeing in a way. Like if you, if you financially only have $20 to spend at the fair, you're going to the fair, you got $20 in your pocket. You have to decide how you spend that $20. And when the $20 is gone, no more money. Sorry. If, if you, if I remember that my life is like that with energy, um, then I can pull my day into very stark focus on a day-by-day basis and say, okay, at the beginning of my day, here are the things on my calendar. Here are the things that I care about. Can I do those? Can I do all of them? And if I can, awesome. What else can I do? Um, and if I can't do anything else and that's the maximum, namaste. You know, that's the, the, there's three steps to every serenity prayer. Really quick, I, I think that there's a kind of a parallel to how how things matter and like you said how things capital m matter um i re i'm i'm working on a on a talk um for work that that talks about the the difference between on base percentage and batting average um and for those that are baseball fans mm. you know for those that aren't let me let me explain a little bit um thank uh, you i need to uh, dissect american sport ball, please <laughs> okay so a batting average is your success at the plate to hit the ball. Um, you hit the, not even to hit the ball, to hit the ball and get on base. There's a lot of factors involved with hitting the ball and getting on base. Someone can't catch the ball in the air. Someone can't catch the ball and throw it to the base before you get to the base. You know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of things that can happen after you hit the ball that are somewhat out of your control. Now, of course, you can kind of direct where the ball goes and all those different things, but us again a lot of things can happen that are out of your control that prevent you from getting a mark that says congratulations your batting average has gone up on base percentage is your batting average plus walks now a walk is when someone throws the ball outside of the strike zone four times in one at bat so you know you throw the ball or and, and you don't swing uh, i should say so the the ability to get on base with a walk is 100%. And the only way that you can get a walk is by not swinging at the things that you're not supposed to swing at. Hmm. A batting, you know, I want to walk. Yeah, exactly. So like walk all the time, you can, you can hit the ball. And, and of course the things that you're supposed to swing at, you need to swing it. Like you need to hit the ball, but the things that you're not supposed to swing at and understanding what those things are and not swinging in that time are, will make you equally as successful to getting on base than if you just swung at everything and hit and got lucky. And that, that is something that, you know, as I've been looking at that and thinking about that more and more, um, I had to give a talk uh, last or two weeks ago about five minutes before I found out that one of my fellow Marines, a groomsman at my wedding, um, had passed away. And in that moment, again, you know, someone who, who has panic attacks, in that moment, my goal had changed. It was no longer give the best talk possible. It was give the talk and be done with it. And mm-hmm. so that I could process the information that I had just received. And... The talk itself 
was a good talk. It was it was fine. Everything went well. Honestly, it was one of my most successful talks I've given um, to date. But the mindset going into it, oh, I need this to be the best talk possible. Oh, I need to make sure I don't mess up on these things. There were so many things that happened that would have normally thrown me off and made me a little upset and frustrated. But in the mindset of, I just need to get this done, it it changed how I perceived the things happening, which made me eerily relaxed in that moment, but also improved the quality of what I was doing. So I guess like in that moment, um, again, not to not to equate pain levels, because of course, like no one can do that. Pain pain is a variable thing for everyone. But to to equate the mindset that goes into I am in pain. The things that matter with a capital M are the things I need to swing at. And the things that don't necessarily matter are the things that I cannot swing at. And by not swinging, I'm increasing my odds of getting on base. That's, that's good. That's good. I, 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 as, as you talk about that, I was thinking also about, um, uh, there's a book called do more great work by, uh, Michael Bungay Stanier. Um, who runs a company called box of crayons and in it, he talks about and provides a bunch of exercises too about identifying the difference between great work. You know, that work that, that work that improves life that, that, that um, creates significant impact and that you care about that is great work. And then there is good work. The good work would be, you know, stuff that progresses things along that, um, that has value. I mean, that's, you know, uh, the maintenance of, of a company or of a lifestyle or of a family, that's, that's good work. And then there's bad work, which is, you know, which is, you know, non-value add admin work or, um, extra work that like, I mean, if you do it or not, it really doesn't make a difference. But when you, when you analyze, when I analyze, when I analyze my life at work, my professional life, I could see the pockets of bad work and I can, I can, I can see those. And I, and I think, okay, how do I, how do I not do those things? How do I make sure that if I have this finite pool of energy, that it is directed as much as possible at great work? I mean, no one can do great work hundred percent of the time. That's impossible. You got to make dinner. That's good work. You've got to, you know, you, you've got to do your, uh, you know, monthly budget reporting to make sure that you get budget next month. That's good work. Um, but you can at least, you know, try and minimize the amount of bad work. And I I think that that has been another lens that has been really helpful to me, um, to identify. And I mean, I called, I called great work, great work is really kind of a flavor of mountain. If I go back to my earlier metaphor, I'm going to mix all the metaphors, Jay, if you don't mind, (laughs) just sounds like metaphor soup. Have you, you you know me, Kathy, Kathy, what's it call it? We'll call it, we'll call it metaphor gazpacho. Gus gazpacho, uh, that served cold. Yes, um, like my limbs. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, this, this is okay. I like. I don't know if this is a tool or not. I was I was reading quotes yesterday. Like, uh, like I think it was Tina Fey wrote. Like, if you want to make an audience laugh, um, dress someone like up like an old woman and push her, push them down the stairs. And if you want to make a comedy writer laugh, actually push an old woman down the stairs. Oh my goodness. So, so that kind of humor to me, 
is um a a defense mechanism and b like if you don't laugh you cry yeah like i mean i'm going about my day such as it is and all of a sudden i can't really walk so good because my legs have seized up mm. and um i think you know in that moment i have to honor that and b i'm going to I'm probably going to make some sort of very awful, awful joke about it because I have to try and entertain myself about it. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, you're my lives may vary, but I mean, that's, that's a thing that I do uh, for me because, because I don't get to choose. Like I don't get to choose if I hurt or not. Um, My brain somehow does that. So if I can't choose it and I have to live with it, well, let's, try and get along right i mean it's like it's like working with uh someone whose viewpoints you don't always agree with like they're not going away and neither are you so you got to find a way to work together right uh that's what i'm doing uh with my brain and body i guess in as much as i can let's talk about the idea of managing the expectations of those people then because i mean that is very much like you said you, you have to work with the condition that you've been given and you have to work with that but the people around you don't and they they can't understand oh it's numbness well that shouldn't affect your ability to i mean like no like yes it does and and that becomes a thing like how do you make sure that the people around you um within within as much as they need to know know what's happening and like how do you manage that how do you how do you let them keep them up to date how do you help them understand why you can't do the things maybe you used to be able to do. Um, I could, I can definitely see that with something like holding a child. Like if, if a part of you is numb and you feel like, you know, by adding this weight over, you know, you could fall over or, you know, maybe you just don't have the ability to, to function and control that arm in a way. Like how do you explain that to someone that truly does not under, does not get it? I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with does not get it. I, th- I think that it is in it was instinctive for me to try and help everyone get it. And I don't think that that is necessarily possible. And even if they do get it, I don't think they'll get it in the way that I get it. Not because I'm the one who's living with it, but because I have a I have a I, I have a I have a framework or a mental model for what this is like. So I think that um, a being in as honest as you can based on the quality of the relationship and the openness of the listener for that um, so that you are prepared to convey as much as you can, but B developing a lexicon about that. And, and creating a, a little bit of language or terminology for what this means. And C, being focused on the, not necessarily the feeling, which is hard, but the tactical implications of that. So let's talk in a, at work. Let me talk in a language of what I can and can't do, as opposed to trying to convey this like why or why not sort of situation. Um, because then you're focused on what do we do about it? I mean, your professional relationships with your boss, your peers, um, those who report to you, those to whom you report, I mean, that, that, that's going to vary, 
So I think you need to be very clear that each of those relationships is maybe a little bit distinct from the other in terms of how much um, you share. But honoring the fact that like you are at work to do a job and if nothing else, talking in tactical implications is, I think, really important. So to say, hey, boss, here's my situation. Here, here's what it means. Um, what, what can we, what are our options? And, and, and how can you help me um, navigate this? And how can I help you? Like, because as awful as it sounds, it's, it, I mean, to some degree, this has got to be inconvenient to other people. <laughs> like, yeah. The fact that I can't, I can't do as much as I used to do, or at least can't operate in the ways in which I used to. I mean, no one's going to say that probably because who wants to say that, but really it's probably inconvenient for people like, Oh, Scotty used to do this stuff. Now Scotty isn't doing that. What? Hmm. Uh, okay. I mean, well, we love him and we support our team members and so on. So that's cool. We'll, we'll take care of it, but that's unfortunate that I have another thing to do. So how can you, how can I participate then in either canceling some work entirely so that it's not a thing that anyone has to talk about anymore ever, or finding a new way to do something that honors my limitations and helps get things still accomplished or how can I find a new home for some of the things that I can't do? You know what? I used to do, you know, these tasks, but because of my energy and where I have to prioritize my energy, I don't think that I should do those things, but I know someone who can, or I actually even know someone who could do them better than me because of their skill set, or because they are doing other like sort of adjacent tasks anyway. So this would be a, like a good thing for them to do because you kind of get some economies of scale by bundling the tasks that I was doing with the tasks that they're doing. How, how, how do I help? How do I help with that? And be, be part of that process. Because I think, I think if I were to just show up and say like, no energy, sorry. Um, I mean, it's true, but I would like to also be part of the solution to like, if, like if I'm going to, if there are going to be implications to me being the way in which I am, Ugh, that sucks. Uh, I would sure like to help manage those implications in any way that I can. And sorting that out, that's some great work. That's some great work right there. Because now I'm setting, I'm setting myself up um, to be able to suck. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, because like, I have invested time up front in being unable to do my job. And then therefore I can now just go ahead and be unable to do my job. Like, I, that's I mean, I'm, I'm sounding just sort of like, you know, ambivalent about it, but it's, but it's kind of true. Like, how do I, how do I, how do I set a framework for me to be able to, um, uh, fail elegantly, uh, in ways and how do I make sure that the things that I think are most important at my job are, uh, that my boss agrees with that. Like, okay, if we're going to, if I'm going to have a finite amount of energy and I can only do so many things, let's agree what's most important here what are the things that we need to protect the most? And then even like, and I, I found too that a forced ranking exercise is really valuable because if you present someone at work with a list of 10 projects, they're going to mark them all as high priority, which is not helpful to anybody. So if you, for, if you say to someone, I want you to force rank these things, 
you get numbers one through 10 go. Um, you'll see what's high priority or not. Mm, I like that. That's, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good exercise. And and then on top of that, being able to, again, use that Venn diagram and entire, you know, technique to add the idea of you now have to also look at getting better and recovery or maintenance. I think that that's, you know, another component of this is it's not just like, mm-hmm. well, uh, I mean, you could you could go Eeyore with it and go, well, this is this is the life that I've been given. Oh, bother. Um, or or you could say, like, how do I how do I readjust as we've kind of been talking about here? And how do I start doing like Ankenu did in in that, you know, connection check of there's there's no reason for me to want to do this, but I know that I need to. And I need to be in the position of, you know, be around the people that are going to encourage me to do that. Um, I have it on my calendar every week to go to my ADHD, like accountability group. Do I have to go? No, I don't have to go. I mean, I pay for it, so I I should probably go. Uh, But, you know, the idea of, I know that if I don't go to this hour long meeting, I may miss out on an opportunity, one, to help somebody, but then also, two, to gain a little bit of insight and to be able to talk about freely some of the the stresses that I'm dealing with, with people who do get it, with, to, with people who have similar issues in their, their day-to-day and learn from them how things have worked. If I don't make time for that, then I'm missing out. So, so how do you mm-hmm. add that space into your life for that short-term and long-term care, um, knowing that it's not going to be a priority for anyone else, but it is going to be beneficial to you? Well, I mean, I, I sit here as a smarty pants, like six months in, um, with no assurance whatsoever that this ever goes away. Like this... This this might be this might be my life now, and I, I I simply don't know that. And I want to be clear too that as I talk about this and like let me give you some tactical terms and some great ideas about how you can go ahead and manage this. Like, cool, Scotty, six months in, but Scotty six months ago was also going through a very very deep period of mourning, mourning for the life that I am no longer leading. And the way in which I no longer am. And that is not small. And that is that is not done. And I think it is really important. I mean, I don't have an app recommendation or a framework. <laughs> Here's the bullet journal iconography to use for morning. I don't I don't know what that is. And I am not qualified to give any advice about that. But I, but I would say that it is very important to recognize that that is and to make some room for that. Because, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, you don't have problems, you've got projects. So let's get to it. And what are we going to do here? And there's also this part of me that is, that like, 
for a good period of time, felt just so incredibly defeated. Like, as a knowledge worker, and through the magic of voice-activated assistance, like, I could, I could lose limbs and still be equally effective at my job because I'm just a smarty pants in a chair who yells stuff. But unfortunately, the thing that is affected is my brain. And, and, and that's, you know, like that, <laughs> I mean, that's the touchstone uh, for us all, really. Um, but it's also the largest, most capital R in your tire method. So I think first and foremost, like before I talk about like stuff that I do, I don't want to gloss over the fact that there is a very important element of recognizing and and measuring and accepting that which is. Um, and I will also say that um, if you have the medical benefits uh, to participate in it, uh, something like a support group or coaching, Jay, like what you mentioned, I have the benefit of just the most magical therapist in all of the world, um, who I was seeing anyway because ADHD. Um, I Make sure that those are things that are being leaned upon as much as possible. And recognizing too, you know, I mentioned earlier that like it's important to be honest and to have a lexicon about things. That level of honesty is going to differ between your professional life and your personal life. So at home, you know, I have different words and, and different ways in which I talk to my wife or my children about what it is that I am living through on a particular day. Um, you know, and if I suddenly like sort of lose consciousness for a moment and, and drop what I'm holding or um, you just can't walk so super well. Um, and enlist constant signaling, I think is really important. Um, I'm very lucky at work to have just the, the most uh, amazing boss to whom I can like message the morning and say like, just so you know, today's a little bit rough. And so here are the things to maybe not expect from me today, or here are the ways in which I'm going to try and compensate for that today. Um, so having a like, th those are, those are, those are great tools for, for me also. Um, morning planning is everything. Um, I sit down every day and I look at my calendar and I, you know, I, I go into my bullet journal. I've adopted bullet journal um, pretty hard since the beginning of this. I think, I think because I wanted to be able to feel like I was holding something um, in my hands that, that I had, like, this is mine. I, I can really, I can hold on to it in a way that I can't hold on to the content in an app or um, in an automation. Quick question with that. Do you have, do you have any like writing, um, I guess, deficiencies that have kind of spurred out of this? Cause I feel like, I feel like that would be, a very good indicator of how many spoons you have physically of like, hmm. Hey, I can't write what's in my book, what I need to add to my bullet journal today. Like, obviously there's, there's going to be a spoons discrepancy uh, today. If that's the case. 
Right. And I mean, and, and, and a festival of symptoms like means different things on different days. Um, my arms were numb earlier. They aren't now, but my hands are on fire. Um, it can hurt, um, but it hurts no more if I'm writing than if I'm not. So lucky me? Question mark. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I have not been able to not, I have not encountered a situation where I can't write. Um, which is, which is good. I suppose, uh, that if that were the case, I would still conduct the same exercise and I would, uh, yell at my favorite, uh, voice assistant to help me out with that. Um, I, and which I do a lot of anyway, just because I find it convenient. Um, and I never learned how to touch type. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Scotty Jackson. I'm 44 years old and I never passed a typing class. I've been using a computer since I was like six. And I still can't type. It's it's deplorable. But anyway, um, so so luckily I can I can count this as a, this is a reliable habit. So I I so I will write the the day month and date at the top underline, and then the first thing I write down is a triangle, and I'll come back to that, and then write down a lightning bolt on the line below that, and I'll come back to that too, and then I list out the. Um, appointments that I have on my calendar. Now, I, I at, at work, I am a managery type person, which means I go to meetings and talk about stuff. So um, I tend to have a fairly calendar-driven day. Um, and then I also, uh, you know, after I've listed off my appointments, uh, I list off, you know, some of the most important things that I want to make sure I get done that day. Um, and I look at that and I think, like, okay, so here's what was on my calendar and here's what I care about. Am I, can I do all this stuff? Um, and if I can, great. Uh, if I can do more, awesome. Uh, and if I need to do less, only that, that, that is like an immediate action now is like, how do I remove some of these things? Cause I'm not going to be able to do it. And then I come back to that triangle and the triangle is my theme for the day based on what is on my calendar and based on the most important things that I want to do. What is my theme? And so, so, so some days it's like, let it go because I'm going to have some like maybe contentious decisions and I need to remind myself to just let it go. Or maybe I'm going to have um, a day that I'm not like feeling like super great about. So I'll write like be confident and other days might be like heavy, like super heavy meeting days, like from meeting to meeting. And it's, and the, so the theme is uh sale. Blame it on my ADD. Uh, and, and it's just to like remind myself to just like go through the day. Um, and then below that, the lightning bolt, that is when I come out of today, if I only get to say I accomplished one thing, what was it? And it might not be like a task that is below. It might be like some sort of other out, like outcome. And so with a theme and with a like one most important thing that I want to get out of the day, those become like sort of touchstone reminders to me as I go through the events and as I go through the tasks that I've already listed. Do you have a, a fancy name for this? Because I, I have some ideas. Um, ideas welcome. I'm actually in the process of documenting this as as Hey Scotty J O S. Um, I like the Highlander because I wanna, method because there can be only one. There can be only <laughs> one. That's pretty good. Heads will roll. Um, and I've got a variety of little iconographies that I put. Um, as well so that I can, so that I can scan stuff. But I, I, that is a, as a, like that way, if the, if the day falls apart afterward, I at least know how I, 
thought it would go at the beginning. And then I do a midday check-in with myself to say like how things are going. And then at the end of the day, I do a little reflection and there's a bit more detail in it th than that. But, um, that is how I am learning to be self-observant about how much energy I have and also to try and capture in as much as I can triggers that make things worse and comforts that make things better and trying to like log those. So like I spent an, an, an inordinate amount of time in the early days of this, like trying to track like triggers. I was logging, I was logging uh, what, what time I got up, what the weather was like, when I ate and how much, how much water I was drinking, what my symptoms were, what my mood was and like, all of these different dimensions. Uh, and the only pattern I could find was that I was basically in pain all the time. <laughs> so um, my neurologist thankfully said, okay, you can stop tracking now because like, there's no obvious like trigger. This is just sort of a, a permanent thing. But I would suggest that if one is not experiencing um, chronic pain in a way that is um, sort of constant, uh, that those might be good things to track um, because you can maybe see if there's anything in particular that makes it worse or better. And I'm not suggesting like, and how much sodium and how much vitamin D? I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like even just tracking like wake up, weather, eating, uh, drinking water, coffee, that, that sort of thing, um, symptoms and, and uh, moods. That, that's a lot of work, actually. Um, I mean, of course, I had like a nice little automation that fed it into a data jar thing, whatever, cool. But it's still laborious because you have to think about it and it's annoying to think about writing down every little thing you do. Um, but you might find an, an interesting pattern there. And um, so I, I've gone from that level of self-observation to a, like a, a higher altitude level of self-observation where I'm looking for like what makes it worse in a moment where things seem worse, what is happening? And in a moment where things seem better, what am I doing or what am I using? Um, you know, big ups to um, my weighted blanket um, and heating pads uh, over there. Um, the daily routine, uh, <laughs> uh, honest and constant communication with, um, with everybody, uh, like tools, uh, like, you know, like I said, like how I'm using my bullet journaling calendar to be constantly aware of the things that are happening. And I'm not just, you know, life moves pretty fast. Um, John Hughes said that. I think, I think also, um, other, other comforts are, delighting in you know, like even if it's five minutes just sit down with my dogs and pet them or read my kid an extra read one of my my little list an extra chapter of a book or uh involve my other children in in home projects now that they're 12 and uh can at least bring me uh a power tool i'm comfortable with that can't use it yet but um finding ways 
to interstitially add joy is just the most important. Like I, 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 like I, I, I tell jokes and try and make myself laugh. I, I, I build in time with other people. I, 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 I stop working for a little bit and say, you know what? I just, I need five. I'm going to message Jay uh, a link to this thing that I found uh, that involves paper and pens and envelopes that he might find interesting. Or I just saw a cool link on Twitter. Um, they gave me an idea for, for a shortcut. We talked to the shortcuts group about stuff. I think that that's, that that's important. And I think looking at my calendar and looking, listing at my events, I also get an idea in the back of my head and I don't write this down, but I should, I'm writing this down now. If there is a gap in time there, how am I pre-committing that? And when I say committing, I mean like really committing. How am I pre-committing that to turn off my monitor and put on a podcast and just close my eyes for a minute? Where am I going to do that? It, it sounds like you might have a uh, a connection there <laughs> in that idea. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, that that cool. So let's let's use this as an opportunity to move into our connections. Um, let me let me get yours in in a single sentence, if we can. That way, I can hold you accountable and make sure you you message me back saying, "Hey, I con did it." Well, I'm, I'm a, I will tweet it. I will tweet this with the hashtag my conduit. Okay, I love it. it and make, make it that. But, uh, but my connection is to be so deliberate about building in the little things for me that bring me joy that I will write them in my daily plan as purposefully as I would write any other committed meeting. Okay. I like that. So adding. Did you write that? Did you happen to write that? I'm going to get that wrong when I tweet it. Damn it. Yeah. I I, I wrote most of it. (laughs) Bless you, Jay. So for me, I'm I'm going to do something similar. Um, I'm actually going to make a commitment to something of that coffee and artificial sun first thing in the morning. Um, artificial sun being a vitamin D supplement because i let's be honest, I'm not going to go outside. Uh, <laughs> the, the coffee part is important. Um, anyone that knows me, uh, you know, I have ADHD. I am notorious for starting to make coffee and not finishing it, uh, until like two or three in the afternoon. So my goal is if I wake up at 7.30 in the morning and I'm getting ready to start my day and I will, and when I say first thing that I'm doing, it, it means that I cannot log into my computer until I have started the process of making coffee. I cannot commit to, you know, obviously if I have a meeting, actually I'm going to check that now. Do I have any meetings early, early, early next week? I don't think I do. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So... <clears throat> Next week, coffee, vitamin D, first thing in the morning. I could probably even say the next two weeks because I don't have anything that's in the way of that for the first couple, for the first, for the next two weeks. So yeah, coffee, artificial sunlight before I even log into the computer. That way it's the first thing that happens in the morning. 
That's good. I have a, I don't know what this is. This is a Verilux uh, number uh, that does the artificial sunlight thing because where, where I am, we've just gone through the daylight savings time change, um, thankfully, because um, my kids only go to school in partial darkness now. But the sun rises like around noon and sets at like 3.30. It, it, it's, it's brutal. Like you get like two and a half hours. Of, I'm exaggerating. But, but, it's, but it's dark a lot. Uh, and uh, so I, I, I feel you there 100%. And then we also have some uh, connections for, from our community. If you want to be a part of that community, again, relay.fm slash conduit. Click that button. Uh, it supports the show. Uh, it supports the network, but it also gives you access to our amazing Discord, where, again, you have hundreds of people who are absolutely amazing, providing accountability and help to one another, uh, making sure that stuff, uh, I mean, sometimes stuff falls, but at least we won't let you be too hard on yourself if it does. Um, but friend of the show, Maddie says, next Fortnite connection, continuing on the foundation system um, and the foundation at work. Uh, finding a way to visualize my theme so I see if every day I can hold my theme in my mind. Um, I think that's awesome. Uh, again, uh, Ben, you, you owe me a poster. I know Maddie has a poster, which makes me want one even more. Uh, Maddie has a great poster that says, you know, should I do a new thing? And then it's, it's a pie chart that says no, and then no in a different color, uh, which is great and i want one um we're trying to figure out how to how to make that a thing that people can get um but of course that's always a challenge uh what about what about alex yes alex has a connection i need to start figuring out what i want with my job i got a few options for growth but all in different direction stay close to my engineering background or move closer to a developer advocate role uh that's a that's an interesting one uh, Alex, I'm, I'm interested to uh, hear connection checks in the future about how you how you go about doing that. That's uh, that's, that's all. Uh, that that feels like tire territory, Jay. I I mean, as a developer advocate myself, um, I I know what that feeling looks like and feels like very much. And and Alex actually is one of those people that uh, I've talked to a couple of times, trying to say like, hey, you know. There, there are some options there. Um, ultimately, it is, it is very much a tire. As an advocate, there are things that I want to do that I don't have the the ability to do because of my role. And um, if I were an engineer, it would kind of be the same thing. Um, I get paid to go give talks now. Where, as an engineer, you know, you get paid to write the thing that the developer advocates go get paid to give talks about. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you're you're not you're definitely allowed to speak, but you know, sometimes you're focused on other things. And again, it's, it's all based on what you want to be doing and how you want to be doing it. And um, of course, Alex, you know, feel free to reach out to me if you have any more questions. Um, our Badots, our blue dragon of the show, Sky says, I want to give myself some time to just appreciate what I have and be thankful and giving appreciation does not mean everything is perfect, but acknowledging that what I have right now is good and that it's working. Um, you know, whether they say perfect is the the enemy of done. Um, mm-hmm. I think in many ways in the military, we had a phrase fast is slow um, or sorry. slow. Yeah, yeah. Fast is slow and slow is fast. So slow is fast. So to be able to just kind of slow down, be glad that what you have is working 
and not necessarily feel like you have to make it perfect, but make it, you know, good enough. I think good enough is, is often the great spot to be in because it gives you the flexibility to, to make adjustments as needed. Uh, and then uh, again, this, uh, this new this new friend of the show, uh, the the gazpacho, the gazpacho, of the, show. the gazpacho of the show, Kathy. Selfishly, Kathy, thank you very much for going to London so that I could have this opportunity to be here and and, and hang out. I, I, I can't wait to hear your uh, connection check ne- ne- next time. But you know, selfishly, thanks for thanks for this one. Uh, uh, Kathy uh, says. Intentionality is the name of the game for this fortnight. Making active choices for things that previously I might have just run on autopilot to help me to help better uh, help me focus on what I'm doing. Uh, that resonates so so deeply. I think that that's uh, that feels like a, a flavor of what I'm trying to do as well. So, uh, Kathy, virtual high five, and uh, uh, I look forward to hearing your update next show. And last but not least, we have Ankanu who says, my connection for the next fortnight, uh, I'm now on vacation. Yes, vacation is always good. And with redacted events, I was prompted to review my stated theme goals and start uh, from the start of the year and found a line item that I'd completely forgotten or completely neglected, I guess. Um, Enhance negative space declutter and appreciate what remains um i think that's awesome i i, I love that I, again it, the negative space is something that i've been focusing on of like how do you how do you insert artificial nothingness into your system into your system and, uh, and give yourself the ability to do less and do more from doing less if that makes sense uh, and then also be appreciative of what's going on there. Um, Ankenu also writes, I'm going to take the time away from work to start some of those processes around the house. So starting with your home and then declutter some of the things that have been occupying your mind. Uh, best of luck, Ankenu. Of course, you can do it. Um, yes. That And I think that's that's going to be it for for this one uh scotty thank you so much for being an amazing guest i absolutely have to to make sure that we uh give you the proper shout out so please let everybody know how they can get in touch with you uh thanks again for having me joe this has just been splendid uh folks can find me on on the internet at heyscottyj.com uh on twitter at heyscottyj is just the best best place i would i would love I would love to find out and hear if this resonated. I would love to talk with others who have maybe more experience and expertise in this than I do. Uh, I would love to hear from folks if you would like more ideas or if you just want to jam about this stuff or anything productivity related. Um, that's where to find me. And and then, of course, check out Nested Folders, the the show that talks about you know systems and the details a little bit more than we do, but... Uh, definitely one of my favorite shows, one of the places where I get to hear Scotty in my head and then I immediately call him and go, that was a good episode. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Yes, I get to I have the great fortune of doing that with um, other uh, member of Relay FM, Switch On, uh, Rosemary Orchard. You find that at nestedfolderspodcast.com. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this show. As always, thank you to Pingdom for sponsoring the show. Uh, Scotty. Did we con do it? Jay, 
We so caught it.